0: Welcome to Transparency Talk with Nakia Prival. I'm your host, Nakia. And thank you for tuning in. Hello, and welcome back to Transparency Talk with Nakia Prival. I'm your host, Nakia. This is episode number three. And right now, I'm sitting here with a huge smile on my face because um I received notification on how many downloads my podcast receive and it's a humbling experience when I sat there and I read the number because I'm new to this podcast experience and I honestly wasn't sure how I would be received. Um, You have a lot of options out there to listen to. And I'm thankful and grateful that you chose my podcast to be one of your options. So to the 286 downloads that I received, I say thank you. it motivates me, it inspires me to continue to give my truth. Um, I did receive a few DMs uh, regarding episode two, which some of them I laughed. And I laughed because even if we had a difference of opinion, the respect that came along with the comment was well-received, and I definitely appreciate that. I am not an expert, so I can't sit here and guide you through life as if I know all the answers because I myself am still trying to figure it out. Um, But the only thing is, I can do is just give you... The experience. I truly believe that experience is the best teacher. And it can make you stronger, it can make you wiser, but the experience will never cripple you. And as we continue on with this journey, we have to be able to recognize within ourselves, things that we possibly need to change or things that we can enhance within ourselves because then that controls the narrative of your experiences with other people. Um, So I want to first pay some bills so we can get that out the way. Um, This podcast episode is sponsored by ELP Designs, Uh, they sell um, motivational t-shirts, their quotes are great, so go check them out on Instagram, and they will actually be taking some of the podcast titles and using them on their shirts, which is inspiring in itself, so thank you ELP Designs. You can find them on Instagram and I actually have I think two of the t-shirts from them for my podcast. I'll share them uh, later on during the week on Instagram so look out for that and with that being said let's get transparent. First thing I need to do is I am purposely going to start giving my flowers to those that deserve them and that are here now. Um, I find it interesting when someone passes, and no offense to those that do it, but then they go onto the person's Instagram page or their Facebook page and they'll write I'll miss you, or you are a great person, or I appreciated you. But why not tell them this while they were here? They can't read it on Facebook or Instagram. So we have to start celebrating the relationships that we have. We have to start being more transparent with those that we love. And I'm going to make it my purpose going forward on this podcast to start giving the flowers. And the people that I choose, it's no particular order of me knowing you first or last. It just may be a situation that comes up that I feel I have to address that person. And the person I want to deliver these flowers to is my friend Tia. Um, Tia and I met a little over 20 years ago, I want to say. And I met him in Harlem, which in my teen years, late, late teens, early 20s, I always wanted to be in Harlem. I wanted to move in Harlem and get a brownstone. It was just the essence of Harlem that just... It attracted me to so many different elements in the history of Harlem. And when I met Tia, he pretty much exhibited what you would call a renaissance man. He offers the ability to have a conversation of truth without judgment he offers a way of giving you information but not too much but enough for, to make you want to look further and research more um and that used to frustrate me honestly because i used to want him to just tell me the answer And I recently had a conversation with him um, last week. And I had him listen to the podcast. And he said to me, The student has become the teacher. And that made me smile. Because I always looked at Tia as being someone that I can go to for guidance, someone I can go to to just give me a blank slate because I never had to put on a facade for him or I never had to pretend I was hurting. I could be very vulnerable, and he would never receive it as a weakness. And I remember him saying this to me. We were having a conversation, and he said, you know, there's a saying— If you want to hide something, put it in a book. And I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? And the more I thought about it, the less I cared about it because I didn't understand it. But then as I started to evolve in the journey of finding self and finding truth, what he said then became more of a definition of what I needed in my life at that time. I needed to go into the Word, whether it was a Bible or if it was a textbook. Whatever it was that I needed to know, it's been written. We just choose not to read it. And he, even though he gave me that quote, it was very simple, but yet I ignored it. So you have to be able to accept the truth from within, but then you also have to prepare yourself for people to give you a truth that you might not be comfortable with. And that was and still is my friendship with Tia. He is a person who doesn't say much but says a whole lot. And when he does speak, you listen. So I'm hoping I can get Tia on my podcast because I think he has a lot that needs to be said. I think that the environment that we're in right now would give him the room for everyone to hear it without force, without judgment but it's a simple understanding from a man and the ability of a man and I think Tia will be able to bring that out a little bit better than I could because it's from a man's perspective so hopefully Tia will be on and the discussion will begin Um, so Tia here's your flowers I thank you for your friendship. I thank you for your transparency in our friendship. I think that your words carry weight and they carry understanding. And it's never anything that needs to be translated because you give it directly to you. And I value and appreciate that. So, thank you, Tia, for your transparency. Okay, so now, let's get transparent. Today's topic, lose to win. And I'm going to be honest, this topic was a hard one for me. Not hard in the sense that, I didn't know what I wanted to say, but I wanted to make sure I give clarity in what I'm saying. When I do these episodes, I purposely don't record them back to back. I don't want to feel rushed. I don't want to feel like I'm a sideshow. I want to feel like what I'm saying is my true, authentic feeling at that moment. And it's funny because I will think of a topic and I'll write it down. And throughout the day, I'll come across a phrase and I'll write it down. And it pulls me into wanting to know more about that phrase or how does that translate in my everyday movement. And... As I start preparing for the podcast, I'll do bullet points, things that I think are important that I want to speak on in no particular order. And lose to win is something my grandmother preached on years ago. And when you lose, you don't necessarily lose. Your loss are actually a win when you really think about it. If you sit back and think on experiences or situations that you think you've lost, you've actually won, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a friendship, you might look at things and say, I lost. I lost my job. I lost my boyfriend, I lost my friend. But then you don't speak on the things that you've gained since you, quote unquote, lost that job, that boyfriend, that friendship. For example, let's talk about jobs. You go to a job every single day that you hate. You get up every single morning to go sit at a desk at a job that you hate. You pour all your talents into this job because it gives you comfort and stability. Because you know at the end of that week, you have a check coming. But here's the interesting part. Your job The company you work for will never see your value. They will always undervalue you. Because your boss is not trying to make you his neighbor. So you pour all your time and your energy into a job that you hate. You get up Monday morning, you get dressed, and you got attitude Because you're going to a job. That you don't like. You go to Dunkin Donuts. You don't curse the girl out. Because she done messed up your coffee. Has nothing to do with the girl. You just know. When you leave Dunkin Donuts. You go into a job. That you hate. You get to the job. And they call you in. And they fire you. On Monday. Chances are. They knew Friday you were fired, which they should have told you instead of having you drag your ass to a job that you don't like, only to fire you on a Monday. So then you get in a car and you start crying. And you are now mourning a job that you hated. Tell me the logic in that. Makes no sense. You didn't even like the job. So now you have the ability to use your talents in a way that works for you. That makes you happy. You determine how much money you make. You determine how a project is to go. You determine that. So, where's the loss? Then you're in a relationship with someone that gives you drama. They get on your nerves. They're not supportive. They're abusive. They're not a team player. You know where I'm going. And then he breaks up with you. But you stayed because you thought there's a possibility he was going to get it together. But you knew he wasn't. So then you break up. Now you are mourning the loss of a boyfriend who, in all honesty, you knew it wasn't meant to be. So now you're sitting there, you're crying, you're calling your girlfriends, you're watching Lifetime movies, and you're depressed over something that you already knew wasn't meant. And then what happens? You start working on yourself. You're no longer stressed, you're happy, and it shows, and people notice it. And one particular person noticed. He takes interest in you. He brings a smile on your face, and he actually enhances the smile because you're already happy with yourself. So then you do things as partners, You work together to make things happen. But then, even when you're apart, you still feel comfort in him. The same way as if he was sitting right next to you. And guess what? You marry him. So, where exactly is the loss in that boyfriend? I I don't see it. And then you have a friendship. And you stay in this friendship because you feel like you're obligated because you've been friends for so long. And you feel like, well, I've known her since kindergarten, so I guess we got to stay friends. But then they now hold you to a certain standard that you're not comfortable with. And that standard is their standard of friendship. You need to call me all the time, not the other way around. You need to make sure how I'm doing, but I'm not going to do that for you. Then when they do call you, it's about negative stuff. And then when you bring up you lost your job, they'll scale past it and start talking about their issues and their concerns. Never about you. So you get to the point and you get sick of it and you walk away from the friendship. And then you meet a friend who comes into your life and they only bring positive reinforcement. If you tell them you want to start a business, they're breaking out a notepad and brainstorming ideas. If you tell them you want to build a house, they're going to break out the tool belt. Because they want to see you win. So losing that friendship, where's the loss? What did you lose? So what people don't realize is that God does not do clutter. He's not a hoarder. So he will purposely Remove things and people from your life to make room for what he knows is best for you. So we challenge God at times because we get mad. Like, oh, I lost my boyfriend all these years. We were together and now we're no longer together. So God is saying, when you stop dating your type and start dating my type, we will change boyfriend to husband. We will change job into entrepreneur. We will change the title of friends to now family. Because anyone that enhances you is not a friend. That's your family. Because they're always going to want to see the good in you. I remember I was working at a bank. And the manager at the bank told me that I wasn't going to go past where I was. She said, this is it. You can't get any higher and you won't get any higher than me. So I looked at her and I said, okay, you know, that's how you feel. And I eventually I left that job and I went to another job. And that office closed. And I made a decision that I was not going to allow anyone else to determine how much money I would make. So I started a cleaning business. And I'm smiling because the look on this woman's face, I couldn't even take a picture because I will always remember it as long as I live. I went into the bank because I needed to make a deposit, a few deposits from the checks from the clients that I had. And I remember walking in the bank and I see my old manager, on the teller line. So I'm looking like, what the hell? All right, I'm thinking maybe she's subbing for somebody or what have you. So I purposely got on her line. So when she saw me, she's like, oh, my goodness, Nakia, it's so good to see you. Is it really? So then she looks down and she sees the number of checks and she sees the amount of each check. So she looks down, and then she looks at me, and then she looks down again. And I smile. And then she later tells me, as she's completing my transaction, she was demoted to tell her. Now, I could have easily rubbed that in her face. But because I caught my win, there was no need. She's already seeing the fruits of my labor. She's seeing my loss was never mine. It was hers. You lost me as an employee. Now you've gained me as a customer. Congratulations. Then I'm dating someone five years. The relationship, I knew after a week, we weren't supposed to be together. And I stayed in it for five years. And what I find interesting is that I continue to compromise my own happiness because I just thought there was going to be a light at the end of that tunnel. And it was. Because once I finally was able to let him go, I was able to rebuild. And I rebuild in a way that it was healing for myself, not for anyone else, but for me. And then God placed a man in my life who can see the true essence of who I am and not wanting to change it, but to be a part of the enhancement. who later now that I look back on it, the preparation had started once I realized after a week I wasn't supposed to be with my ex because I knew, but yet I wanted to be able to have that companionship. But it was never enough time in the day For him to provide that to me. So now I meet a man who gives me all his time without me asking. He supplies a genuine concern that I didn't have before. And then he becomes my husband. So, where exactly did I lose? I lost a boyfriend but gained a husband. So when you think about the things that you may have lost, think about the experience and the outcome of what you see as quote unquote a loss. The loss is preparation for transformation. God is preparing you for a transformation into greatness. But He can't do that when you have clutter. So He's going to start to remove the unnecessary things in your closet to make room. And it's a scary feeling because you're trying to figure out the purpose and trying to understand why and the logic because God doesn't want you to be out here unhappy and struggling but we do it with purpose of thinking that eventually it will get better and God waits he's going to let you experience it so you'll never have to experience it again so the removal is not a loss. The removal is actually a win because it opens up doors that even you didn't even know were possible. If you want to start a business, God is going to surround you with people who are equipped to help you in your business and to watch it flourish with you without envy and without denial. God is going to place people in your life who will give you direction that you didn't know necessarily existed because we kept going down one road and no matter how many times God was trying to bring you on the other side, you kept going. So your delay is not necessarily a denial. Preparation, transformation. I am not where I am right now without experience. I really do believe experience is the best teacher. Sometimes we hold on to things because we feel it's easier. And actually it's harder. I'll use an example of tug of war. When you're pulling on that rope, you're squeezing tight. You're holding on because you think you really think the longer you hold on, the harder you hold on, you'll win. But the truth of the matter is, when you let go, it's the most relief you'll have. Your hand doesn't hurt. You're not pulling against resistance. You won. It's not about how tough you are. It's about how strong you are from within. If you say you want to start a business or if you want to build a house, do it. But do not shelter yourself in situations that have no room for growth. Don't place yourself in relationships that you already know are not going to work out. And it's like we hear when God speaks to us. We hear him. We'll ignore him because, you know, we think we know more. But then he shows up and he shows out just to show you How powerful he is. You have to start listening to yourself. And trusting yourself. I don't believe there's anything called an accident. I'll use my friend Leslie as an example. I met Leslie by accident. She came into my shop. For one thing. And walked out with a friendship. I ended a friendship with someone because we weren't connecting anymore. There was no growth because I couldn't get past the negative response to different things that I would say. I want to start a business. Oh, I don't think that's a good idea. I think I'm going to get married girl. You don't know too much about that. There was never a moment of celebration for me, when it came to that friendship. So I removed myself from that friendship with no regrets. Then I meet Leslie. And we have, I think I've known Leslie two years. Yeah, I think about two years. And I can tell you, I don't have to speak to her every single day. And we're both okay with that. Because we both have lives. So my life does not revolve around her. and hers doesn't revolve around me. But then when we get together, it's as if we never missed a beat. Because now it's like, okay, well, what are you up to? or what, And then it's a sense of encouragement. If I tell Leslie I want to build a house, she's going to break out the tool belt. Now, she might not be able to hammer a nail. But she can give me directions on how to get that nail in there. If I tell her I want to do a business, she's going to break out her notepad and let's start brainstorming on how we can get it done. So I didn't lose, but I needed the right people in my life. And I tell people, you have to surround yourself with like-minded people. I am not a club person, so you're not going to catch me in the club. But if there's a seminar, you're going to catch me there. So surrounding yourself with like-minded people only enhances your abilities to reach your goal. There's no losses at this point. I'm only catching wins because everything that needed to be removed from my life is gone. I have the experiences to look back on, hence the lady at the bank. But then I don't have to hold on to it because I was able to accept it for what it was, an experience. If I look at how my life is now with my husband, I can look back on my ex and go, damn, that, I dodged that bullet. Because I am now in a healthy, happy relationship. And I don't have to compromise who I am to be in that relationship. I'm accepted for me. And what I can bring to the relationship. If you would have put my ex and my husband in a lineup 15 years ago. I would have and you told me to pick my husband. I would immediately pick my ex. Because that was my type. Until God showed me. The type of man that I needed. The one that was gonna give me a sense of joy and peace. Now, I'm not saying Rudy don't get on my nerves. So don't even send me the DMs with, you say you curse your husband out in the bathroom. But it's a different type of love for me, it's a new love. And it's a journey of love that I experience every day. So there's never going to be a loss in my column. I think sometimes people look at loss as a sign of failure. You did not fail. But the removal is necessary for the growth. And that's something that. You have to be able to accept trying to change something that is pretty much over. You can't keep hitting a reset button and thinking if you do it this way, it's going to change. You're going to end up with the same result because it's just not meant for you. And that's not easy when You're used to be able to change the direction, but sometimes you need to change the narrative and the expectation from within, not the expectation of what everyone wants to see you as. Don't get me wrong. You know, I know people that sit on Facebook and they look at their quote-unquote friends, and then you wouldn't have that picture that you could put up there with your boyfriend. And I think social media gives permission to wear a mask. People will only post the good. They only share the good. But then if you really look from another perspective, you'll see. All that's glitter is not gold. And you have to be able to realize that's their life. And you don't have to mimic what you see. You are the author, the character, the illustrator of this book. How it ends is determined by you. But if you continue to take a loss as a failure, you don't allow yourself to experience the ability to rebuild. You don't allow yourself to surround yourself with people who can celebrate you, who can enhance you, but they won't let you fall. Now, notice I said fall and not fail. If you change the way you look at your loss, your preparation and your transition becomes your win. There is going to be a time that you're going to break down and you're going to ask why. But I don't think there's ever going to be an answer because the question is never going to be, well, if I would have done this, would if it would it change anything? You won't know because you can't go back. Letting go doesn't necessarily mean that you lost. Letting go just simply means you're preparing for the transformation to become a better you and a happier you and to receive your win. There's going to be a moment when you're going to look, you're going to be feeling good and you're going to look back and you go, damn, I dodged that bullet because I know I have. And it's okay to be able to celebrate that. I do. Some people that I don't even deal with anymore. And I see they're still going down the same path. And I say, damn, I'm glad I'm not around them no more. Because it becomes contagious, and it becomes habit forming. So now your habit is now a problem. And I'm not trying to inherit your problems. Start surrounding yourself with people who can build you up and not tear you down. Whether it's a friendship, whether it's a relationship with a boyfriend, girlfriend, you have to be able to accept who you are now. Because by accepting who you are now, you're able to truly appreciate who you will become. That's my time. And I thank you for another unveiling of my audio journal Um, like I said earlier make sure you give your flowers to those that are here now relationships once you build them and they're truly genuine and transparent there's no words left unsaid when they're gone Because you've already told them So Thank you again Um, I will get around to uh, Speaking on the DMs That I received Probably the next podcast um, The next episode Um, You can find Transparency Talk On Instagram It's uh, Transparency underscore talk And You can post your comments and of course from the many dms that i did receive you can send me dms and i will personally respond back Um, until the next episode